0: Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. Today is
1: Tuesday. Great to have you with us on Political Coffee, the show where we talk about the political issues of the day, well, that are relevant in your life, in your world, whether they're national, international, or right here at home. Like pushing back against the left at every chance we get. Say, for instance, today's the last day to vote to reject the recall petition on Yamhill County Commissioner Lindsay Bershauer, whom we've heard on the show. Today's the last day. Again, if you know anyone in Yamhill County and they haven't voted, please ask them to vote no today. They got to vote no. It's all a mail in ballot. They got to vote no. And they got to take it to a drop box today. Okay? Today's the last day. Vote no on the recall. Somebody else who voted no, by the way, and uh, just a a quick note at the bottom of the hour, we have Ed Deal joining us. He is uh, a candidate for my old seat in the House of Representatives, the newly redrawn. House District 17 will talk with Ed about why he's running, what he hopes to achieve. That'll be at the bottom of this hour. Somebody who voted no yesterday was some of the people who think rightly about tolling in Oregon. There's a committee. Now, this of course, is uh, the Joint Policy Advisory Committee on Transportation newly formed to implement tolls. Two of the metro people on that committee voted no. Juan Carlos Gonzalez and Christine Lewis. Now, there were several j members from Clackamas County in Portland who also voted no against the proposal. Now, some of these were for different reasons. And of course, without question, race entered into it. But overall, the committee decided to, to say yes. They had stacked enough votes on the committee to say yes, let's toll I-205. What do you think about that? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. What will you do? I can tell you what I'll do. I will do my best to avoid I-205 so I don't have to pay the toll. Unfortunately, there will be times where I will have no choice. What will you do? Will you try to avoid I-205 so you don't have to pay for a road again that's already been paid for once? Now, folks, this goes to Metro now, and Metro will, of course, approve it. But the reality here is um, this still has to happen in Congress. Now, of course, with who sits on the, uh, you know, Ron Wyden, who's in the news also today um, for all the wrong reasons as normal. But anyway, uh, they'll they'll gladly uh, jump on it. There is no question about it. In fact, Ron Wyden, there's a story today. Uh, In Oregon uh, Ron Wyden says we ought to investigate ICE surveillance of money Transfers You know These are all these illegal aliens That violate our laws Come to the United States of America uh, Get free stuff And then send the money Back home You know those people Well now Ron Wyden Doesn't like that The reality is, is that Ron Wyden, along with the Democrat Party, wants to flood this nation, as you know, with illegal aliens. And then they want to give them amnesty so they can vote for the people who gave them amnesty and who are giving them free stuff. Like these busloads and plane loads of young. Hispanic men who end up being flown in the middle of the night or a in the middle of the night all over the United States of America. They are given money, and nobody knows where they've gone, and nobody knows if they're being tracked. Why would that be happening? Hmm. Just saying. Also, there's an interesting story in the East Oregonian, and this is sort of relates to yours truly. It says, why are some farmers leaving the West Coast? Well, it's obvious. It's because people like Shane Otley is a fourth-generation farmer with Oregon roots. They're selling their farm and their ranch because of the regulatory climate. And not just Oregon. There are others in California and Washington. And it is happening. Is it a mass exodus? No. Is it a trickle? Yes. The industry acknowledges that. Looking for less crowded places. Political concerns. Hello. Things like, you know, a farm overtime bill, which sits on Kate Brown's desk. COVID protocols estate taxes, regulations and associated costs, opportunities for expansion, climate migrants, right, fleeing drought, and farmers seeking more secure water supplies. All of this works against farmers. Now, none of the official documentation either out of Washington State or Oregon or Cal Poly can really put their fingers on. Now, you need to draw a distinction. Because in Oregon, we have the left moving in to plant vineyards. And those are technically farms. There's no question about it. You can't pick up a vineyard and move it. You also can't pick up an orange grove and move it. Although if you go to Southern or Southern um, Orange County, where I used to live some years ago, back in the the mid '80s, you know the orange groves are gone, in large part because they've built homes on them. Have they moved? Yes, they've moved them further to the east in Southern California. It's a big deal. It's like moving a hazelnut orchard, right? You don't just do that. You have to destroy the orchard and you go somewhere else and you plant a new one. And then it takes years to get up to speed. Now, this is part of the regulatory environment, but it's also part of the political environment. Who wants to live? I mean, I know a number of friends and a couple of former legislators that are now living in Idaho. Why? Because Idaho's a lot more free. It's a lot red-er. But I'm going to tell you right now, I, as a fifth-generation Oregon, Oregonian and an Oregon farmer, I have no, no desire to move. I'm going to stand and fight as long as I can. Sort of like the folks in Ukraine. Who, by the way, you need to keep praying for. I urge you to do that every day. Uh, because they truly need it. 503 is that Power Buick GMC talk. And by the way, uh, Josh Hawley yesterday, U.S. Senator from uh, Missouri, I believe, uh, outlined seven cases where Ketanji Brown Jackson, the leftist Supreme Court nominee of Joe Biden, was lenient on pedophiles. Pedophiles. There is no sacred ground for the left. None. Pedophilia is being excused by leftist professors and apologists in the Democrat Party. Where do we draw the line as Americans? There's a Gateway Pundit story about the Democrat Boston mayor says she's used to dealing with problems that are expensive, disruptive and white she's oriental hmm really oh yeah it's that saint patty's day parade you know those irish people which are expensive disruptive and white no word of course about black lives matters riots in the boston streets hey we gotta win well sort of gotta win A judge in Washington, D.C. has stopped a Washington, D.C. law. Allowing minors to get vaccinated without their parents' consent. Now, that's a good thing. Because in Oregon, not only can you get vaccinated without your parents' consent, your parents don't dare try to stop it. Because if they do, the school which is where this is happening by and large, or the medical professional, the leftist doctor, the leftist nurse, will call DHS and they will come and they will take your children from you. Happens in Oregon. And in fact, in Oregon, your 15-year-old can get a sex change operation without your consent. And you can't stop it. But your insurance has to pay for it. And if you don't have insurance, Medicaid pays for it. Got to love that, huh? Uh, Speaking of farming, Jen Psaki is warning that the world is going to suffer food shortages due to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Well, that's, that's possible, I suppose, except when you think about something. And we'll get to the phones in a moment. Um, in fact, we'll um, we'll wait till after the break to take our first phone call. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at am or Jeff at news. Folks, you may not know this. But in America, we have the ability to feed most of the world pretty much by ourselves. Huh? Did you know that we pay farmers every year not to farm 34 million acres of American farmland? Did you know that? Now, if those... 34 million acres of American farmland were in production because you could make a lot more money farming it than getting a government check, welfare check, not to farm it. There wouldn't be any of this stupid talk from the liar-in-chief's liar-in-chief, Jen Saki. Don't believe it, folks. More lies. Anyway, back in a moment. We'll take your phone calls. There's lots more to talk about when we come back. 620.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that little bit of a uh, technical glitch. Great to have you with us. At the bottom of this hour, we have Ed Deal joining us. He is a candidate, Republican candidate, running in the primary for my old House seat of House District 17. We'll talk with Ed about why he's running. All right. So for some reason, we are having uh, an interesting little technical difficulty here. We'll try to get through that as quickly as we can. I want to remind you, Freedom Heating and Air is this great local company that takes care of your HVAC needs. If your heating and air conditioning system isn't working right, this is your company to call. Because they have built a great business for over 40 years here in the Mid-Valley with emergency services. It's just one of the great things that they do. I mean, they can come in and completely rebuild your system, put in a new system, take out the old one, I mean, they offer such a great line of services. But you know what? When you need somebody the most is when things in your home are not, uh, well, maybe they're either too cool or too hot. They can fix that for you. It's what they do best. 503-580-1456 is Freedom Heating and Air's phone number. 580-1456. Or check out their great website at Air freedomheatingandair.net. Let's go to the phones, to Art. Art, thanks for hanging on patiently. What's on your mind?
2: Good morning, Yeah, you talked about my most unfavorite senator, and so I had to call and make a couple of comments. Number one, he's going to vote yes to confirm this lady, yeah. uh, which is horrible. Since... Portland is the number two child trafficking city in the country. That's right, and, you think Ron, and do you think Ron? Do you think Ron Wyden gives a dang about that? Heck no. Has he done anything about it? Heck no. And the same thing with drugs. How many are young people dying here in Oregon because fentanyl? but he supports these drug cartels and stuff because he doesn't do a dang thing about it, Jeff. Um, That's why it's very, very important that we pick the best candidate in the primary to run against this man because he's going to continue to do the bidding of the radical left on every subject in the book. And if he does, it means bad news for Oregon. We need a senator who is going to be on the right side. And I mean that literally, but also proactively address these problems in the state, which we all know are running rampant, like the drugs and the traffic. Yeah. Game.
1: I mean, especially fentanyl. I mean, it is almost every day, um, Art, that we, we just hear the tragic news in Oregon of a teenager who's died from a fentanyl uh, overdose. I mean, This stuff is incredibly powerful, and it comes across that southern border, and Ron Wyden and the Democrat Party, and Joe Biden, Art, and Kate Brown, and Tina Kotak, they're all just happy as clams to let fentanyl come across the southern border because they think Ultimately, it will keep them in power forever.
2: Well, and the drug cartels that uh, just are all over this state and, uh, you know, are just creating hell and havoc uh, are not being rounded up, thrown into jail. Uh, It's Ron Wyden. He's the highest leading Democrat in the state. And we need to start at the top and eliminate every one of them, Jeff.
1: I completely agree. Thanks, Art. I appreciate it. God bless you. I mean, there's there's no question about it. Hey, by the way, folks, don't know if you saw this. Trump announced he beat Stormy Daniels in court. And now she owes him $300,000. Yeah, well, I suppose she can probably make that up by... You know, performing at the local strip clubs around the country. But uh, now, if Trump could win a few other court cases, oh, like having something to do with the um, the election. By the way, thanks to Dwight um, for sending me a, a great email about a U.S. admiral says China has fully militarized the South China. See, in fact, let's talk to Dwight about that. Dwight, good morning. I was just reading your email about that. That's pretty scary. Hey, Dwight. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Thanks for taking my calls. Two drugs. I just—we're not be able to vocalize as well as some people would, but somebody needs to say, you are looking at what in the world." It is how we going to get through these days, and uh, somebody needs to say everything is shaped for you. It's just like the Bible. Uh, you mentioned early on, looks like world food shortages that was predicted in the Bible. The last times there'll be famines, earthquakes, and various places, and uh, and now um, we're coming upon. find. What's called Easter Sunday. We commemorate the resurrection of the dead. And uh,
1: that's. You're right, Dwight. Got to so. let you go, friend. I appreciate you calling. Yes. Everything prophesied in the Bible seems to be coming true in our time. Let's not forget that, as Dwight points out as Easter Sunday approaches. Back in a moment with Ed Deal running from my old house seat in a moment at 6.30
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: It's 24 minutes for the top of the hour. Just a moment, we'll chat with Ed Deal, candidate for my old House District, House District 17. Got to remind you that, um, you know, as we get rain on and off this spring, you don't want to put up with a leaking roof. Or maybe you have gutters that are not working, or maybe you got moss on your roof and it needs to get clean. These are all good reasons you need to call Pfeiffer Roofing. Here in Salem, they've been, well, they've been here in the Mid-Valley area, built a very successful business since 1978. They are second-generation family-owned. They can do roof replacement. They have this great new product called Roof Max. You know, you hear me talk about it. It's a soybean-based product that gets sprayed on your asphalt shingle roof and it gives it new life in fact it has a guarantee but they do roof repair they do roof cleaning they do gutter systems and you know what the best part is they'll come out and give you a free estimate take pictures climb up on your roof tell you everything you need for kind of like a roof tune-up so why don't you give them a call today 503-647-4725 647-4725 Or check out their website at PfeifferRoofing.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-E-R-Roofing.com. Somebody else's website you should check out is Ed Deal. It's Ed, E-D, and I'll spell his last name, D-I-E-H-L.com. EdDeal.com. And Ed joins us right now. Ed, good morning.
3: Morning, Jeff. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. It's going to be a nice warm day today. I might get some farm work yeah. t- today done. <laughs> hey, um, so I you. ask every, <laughs> every I ask every candidate this question, and I'll ask it of you. Why are you running for public office? Oh boy, there's
3: there's a lot of reasons, Jeff. But you know, probably the the biggest one is I I want a better Oregon for my kids and for my grandkids. You know, I what I see going on is. A bit by bit our liberties are being taken from us and it's like uh, death by a thousand cuts Yep. and my campaign is all about restoring freedom uh, for Oregonians and you know when I think of freedom I mean I'm free of these ridiculous mandates uh, for vaccine mandates and mask mandates school closures uh, business closures. I never want to see that happen again, and I'll work to make sure those things never happen again. And I want to limit the scope and duration of our governor's emergency powers. And I think of freedom to manage and steward our land that we live and work in. And I think of our farmers. You know, you're a farmer. I think you know how to farm better than politicians do.
1: I do. <laughs>
3: and I, yeah.
1: And better than most of the and bureaucracy, think, uh, too,
3: for that matter. Exactly. And I look at the, the wildfires that devastated our, our district here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we that never had to happen. And the folks that live and work in that canyon, I think they need to say in how those forests are managed to bring jobs and prosperity to that area, to the whole district, and to make sure that these wildfires can never happen again um, those are just some examples of of where i stand i'm i'm a conservative republican um so uh, i could i can go on for more unless you have questions but
1: uh well yeah let, let let's talk a little bit about um yeah you, know, you, you bring up a good point is that the people in the canyon need to have a say in how those forests are managed because they were so badly devastated by those those fires if you're elected to the house of yeah. representatives you have the ability to represent them but only to a point because the the reality is is the leadership of the house and the senate and the governorship at least currently uh, are are not people who frankly i'm going to be just bold with you who who care at all about the people up the canyon. You see, the forests to them are a place for hiking and sightseeing. They are not to log a single tree. They don't care about managing the forest, as you've talked about, in a manner that stops or slows down wildfires or makes it easy to fight them. They don't believe in maintaining logging roads. They try to shut them off at every turn. And the same is true with the federal government's mentality on the federal lands. So, given that, What would you do to advocate for the people of the canyon, given that you're you may not be in power and you may not be able to influence a governor's thinking? What what would be how you would approach this issue?
3: Well, first off, you're exactly right. I mean, we we're fighting a battle against people who actually don't even believe we should log at all. Uh, we're fighting a battle against people who love farms but hate farming. Um fighting a battle against people who, they want jobs but they seem to hate businesses. We're driving businesses out of the state. So I, I think that, you know, it really comes down to um, we have to be firm on what our values are. We have to really strongly present our case and go to the table. And I use the, I I'm a negotiator that I, I built a business from the ground up to a a very strong and successful business with my wife and two partners. Uh, we need to be working with them to the best of our ability to negotiate, but understand that there's certain things that we're not willing to compromise on. Um, and I look forward to that. I look forward to that fight, but you know, the, the big deal, Jeff, is we need more people, think like us in the legislature so we have to turn out across the state we have to turn out we have to vote if we can get to a point in in the house where we are not in a super minority anymore uh that'll make a big deal because then they have to come to the table and i really look forward to that challenge Um, well you're right and and that forces
1: them to the table as so also does and i got to ask you this question too so yes. also does using the tool of last resort, and that is walking out and denying a quorum, which the Constitution allows to stop the tyranny of the majority over the rights of the minority, from trampling the rights of the minority. And that's, that's your right to do that. So if the other side, if all of the negotiating and... The persuasive conversations you try to have with other members of the other side to get them to understand the issues of the district you represent and they refuse are you willing to draw a line in the sand are you willing to walk out and deny a quorum and shut the place down and then negotiate your way back into the building
3: absolutely i, I it's terrible that we reach that point but it has to be on the table it and it is one of last resort but it has to be on the table because our government is designed to reflect and balance the needs of all the people and you know we get into these problems Jeff when we have an overarching government that's trying to do all things for all people Um, and we're you know the needs of people in the city and the interests are different than those in the country. And we see this all all across the country. That's why we have a republic. Um, And so it's not necessarily a top-down approach. So I'm I'm one of, I firmly believe, in a limited government approach. Uh, Let people at the local level decide how they want to live their lives. And, um, but yes, I, we, we have to keep walking out on the table.
1: We're talking with Ed Deal. He is a candidate for my old house district, house district 17, which is newly drawn by the way, to include more than just the Canyon. It now comes into the urban area of East Salem. You can go to his website, which is Ed E D. And then his last name D I E H L. It's all one word. E D D I E H L com you can learn more about ed uh, you can understand his viewpoint on the issues uh, and and so on so you are um, running in the primary election this is a newly drawn district that has a 23 point Republican voter registration advantage exactly so yeah. I mean it's pretty obvious it's whoever great. wins the primary is going to be the next, uh republican do you are you Uh, are you getting any sense that that the democrats are trying to mount any kind of a serious um candidacy uh to run in this race well
3: you're right this is a 20 plus point advantage for republicans and there is no democrat that's filed Mm. so it's it's very likely that the winner the winner of this republican primary it's very likely we'll be the next state representative. So, uh, you know, there's, there's no guarantees in that, but, uh, that's, that's what we see. And we're working very hard, uh, to get our message out. Um, I, you know, for me, I believe that my, my business background, 20 plus years, uh, in business, I built a business from the ground up, sold a car, leveraged my credit cards, Uh, to build that to 100 plus employees and uh, sold that business a few years ago to my business partners and have since been dedicating most of my life to volunteer efforts in the community i've lived in for 25 years i raised my kids here my kids went through the state and school system here so i'm passionate about this community and and i believe my business skills can be leveraged
1: Ed, unfortunately, that's the end of our time. I uh, appreciate you joining okay. us today. Glad that you've thrown your head, your uh, hat rather, into the ring. It's not an easy thing to run for office, folks. Again, check out his website, no. eddeal dot com. Ed, be blessed. Talk to you later. Thank you, Jeff. Bye bye. It's six forty eight. Back in a moment.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the car. Ten minutes to
1: the topic. At the moment, we'll go back to the phones to talk to Tim. Again, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buke GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220.m am or jeff at K-S-L-M. news, like the one i got from julie on tolling i-205 tolls on 205 will make 82nd a real nightmare on the way to the airport and points north i find it interesting that they picked the route to the airport not the one to the cashy west side of portland i thought 205 was federal don't the feds have some say in this issue our gas taxes are not high enough they want us to pay more let's go brandon yeah the feds do have a say in it in fact uh if the feds say no it won't happen which would be a good thing uh also good is if you are needing pain relief in your body you should really try the great CBD products, all natural, no, uh, not get you high CBD products from ProBioscience based here in Salem that uses only Oregon grown CBD, which is the highest standard in the entire country. In fact, much higher than most other places in the world. The other night when I got home from visiting my grandson, Uh, for his ninth birthday, one of my grandsons, up in Pasco, Washington. I'd slept on the couch for a couple of days. Big mistake, because my back hurt and it was sore, and I put on the butter salve. Rubbed it on uh, yesterday and Sunday evening when I got home. And back pain went away. The stuff is just incredible. It, and along with many of their other great products, like the tincture that I take at night, the sleep formula helps me sleep better some nights. So you know what? If you need all natural pain relief, you don't want to use drugs, and you want to sleep better, plus they have great products for your pets, and they have beauty products for you ladies also. If you want to check out any of this, go to their website, pro-bioscience.com. the mark Pro-bioscience.com. And if you buy any of their products, use for the month of March the discount code, the word SPRING. And you get 15% off. SPRING. 15% off. Pro-bioscience.com. Let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Your thoughts today. Welcome. Good morning, Jeff. Mine's
2: real quick. Uh Maryland passed the uh, statute I guess uh, yesterday state uh, gas tax is 36 cents a gallon what they did is they eliminated the state gas tax and maybe if more states did that they would it would imply some pressure on the federal government. And where Oregon has a excess tax collection, they could do that really easy.
1: Yeah, they could. It was interesting. Um, you know, I flew my airplane up to Pasco, and I bought fuel up at the Richland Airport. And when they print off the receipt, Tim, they list out the taxes. And it is amazing to see the federal tax, to see two separate state taxes. And it it is, I had a statistic from years ago, it's probably more now that 45% of a bottle of beer, the cost of it is taxes. And the idea that there would be states that would be temporarily saying, let's cut the gas tax for now to try to mitigate the high cost of fuel seems to be gaining strength and maryland is not a particularly red state yeah they got a republican governor but i mean that's a state that's pretty blue and for them to do something like that doesn't that say something tim
2: yes sir it does i hope the the tax elimination on beer and gas doesn't cause the two of them to mix
1: yeah me either thanks tim i appreciate it <laughs> 503-589-1220 is the power of buick gmc talk line. No, i would never suggest the mixing of the two 503-589-1220 is that power of buick gmc talk line emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news you know going back to the candidate interviews that we've been having the one we just had with ed uh his his opponent Uh, in the Republican primary, uh, Beth Jones, whom we had on last week, uh, and so many of the others, including, uh, I believe we're going to have on Darren Harbick, who's running for the U.S. Senate. And there are others, as you know, we've had on Joe Ray Perkins before. She's running for the U.S. Senate seat. It's not an easy thing to literally say, I'm going to run for office. And and I... especially at the local level. I mean, it's it's one thing to run for governor. Yeah, I mean, it's a statewide race and you have to raise more money and you've got to do more traveling and so forth. But even with the House and the Senate, you still have to work really hard at it. And your whole life is really on display for everyone to see. Now, set those aside for a moment because that. It is just the same when you're running for school board, you're running for city council. And and I'm, friends, I, the battle for the soul of this country is today is in the school boards. It really is. Now, this is why I asked these candidates for the legislature if they're willing to walk out, because at the legislative level, when you're in the super minority, you have little ability to influence the direction that's why we have to fight so hard at the local level to get it's easier to get somebody elected to the school board and the city council if you know how to do it it's a little tougher the legislature doesn't mean we shouldn't and doesn't mean that we can't fight hard and especially in a wave election it's going to be a red wave election i truly believe that bigger than anything i've seen in my lifetime that's why you need to be encouraged you need to keep praying for all of these candidates That by divine guidance, the good Lord would put them in the right places they need to be. Then you need to be willing to step up and to help them. Whoever it is, at any level, stand firm. For every principle and value you believe in. Because you know what? The left, believe me, they will. Their ideology is every bit as passionate as ours is for liberty. Theirs is for tyranny. Although they don't think it or realize it. They are blinded so badly. At any rate, friends, the opportunity to preserve this great nation, this great republic, constitutional republic, is right here. It's ours. And every day you have the opportunity to influence someone in your world who is persuadable. And that's why I pray you take these conversations we have to heart. Something else you should take to heart is if you're looking for a contractor that you can truly trust, you need to check out Eric Azer and Righteous Renovations. you look at his website, RighteousRenovations.com. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Great pictures before and after some of the most sensitive projects you could ever want in your home or your business. And check out the customer testimonials. Eric Azer, RighteousRenovations.com. I'm back tomorrow. We have a great interview with Clay Clark, who's putting on the big... Big Reawaken American Tour event happening here on Friday and Saturday, the first and second of April. See you tomorrow.